Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I would like to talk to you about character, about being like Christ. We want to shine our godly character to people around us. We don't want just to have salvation and power. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will speak to us, Lord, through your words. And we believe the Holy Spirit is our teacher. We want to learn from you. We want to grow up. We want to understand about the kingdom and know you more and more. We want to be used of you, Lord, so that our life will count on this generation, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. When I first got saved, I was converted from Buddhism into Christianity in around 1981. The only thing I knew about at that time was that Jesus took my sin and Jesus died for me. I did not have to go to hell. And after I leave this world, I will go to heaven. That's all I know. That somebody saved me from sin and hell and bondages. Later on, as I walk with God longer, I find out that the word zozo or salvation It's not just about Jesus took my sin, Jesus took my curse, and I don't have to go to hell. But salvation covers everything in our life. Financial salvation, health salvation, healing, divine health, protection from accident, protection from cancer, family salvation, husband and wife instead of divorce, they love one another. Our children don't go to bad stuff, salvation in our parenting. But another area of salvation is our own self on this earth. We all grew up, and actually we were born and grew up with sinful nature, with sinful character. I believe that no one is perfect, and we all grew up with certain kind of weaknesses in our life. Some of us may have the problem with anger. Some of us may have the problem of jealousy, money lover or greed. Some of us may have the problem with unfaithfulness, flirting with the opposite sex. Or some of us may have the problem with gossiping or speaking negative or doubt or depression. All of us have certain kinds of flaw or character or sinful nature on inside. Before we were born again, we were influenced or affected by our sinful nature and by the world system and by Satan or demons. I know very well because I did not grow up as a Christian how messy I was before I was born again. I was having a lot of problems. Pride, lying, greedy, and gossiping. And I was in a mess before I was born again. But I did not know because everyone walked like me. So I thought this is normal in society. Until I was born again, and I find out that that is not God's will. He wants me to grow up spiritually, to become 
more like Jesus Christ. Jesus is perfect. He has no sin at all. He wants me to take on the nature of God. In other words, he wants all the believers to become more like Jesus Christ. Every day, every month, every year, we move from here to here to here. I hope that next year you will not look the same like this year because you're gonna look more like Christ. You take on the nature of God. In Hebrews chapter one verse three, the Bible said the Son, mean the Lord Jesus Christ, is the radiance of God's glory. The word God's glory means two things. One, it means the tangible presence of God, thick presence of God. But the second meaning of the word glory is the perfect attributes of God. God is holy, righteous, and perfect. He has no sin at all. And when Jesus showed up on earth, he radiated the glory or the perfect attributes of God in this earth. The sun is a radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His, mean the Father, being. Sustaining all things by His powerful word. The Lord Jesus came into the world for a few reasons. One reason is for our salvation, is to pay the price at the cross and at the whipping post for us. And second reason, He showed us how we should walk like Him. He is our great example. And the third reason, he came to show who God is. In the human form, he acted and behaved as God to show us example of who God is so that we can follow his example. The Bible said the exact representation of his being. What does it mean? He has the exact image of the Father. In the book of John, he said, when you see me, you see the Father. He is exact image of the Heavenly Father. He has the character of God. He is a reflection of God's perfection. His condition, his way of thinking, his way of talking, his way of doing things is exactly like the Father. And now look at what the Bible says about his character and our character. I'm going to read a lot of scripture today. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 for those foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. The Bible says that for us who were called to be Christians, he wants us to be conformed, to be changed into the likeness or into the character of his son Jesus Christ. Every believer should grow up spiritually to become more like Jesus Christ. The teaching in this series, I want to encourage all of you to set the goal that you will not just have salvation and waiting to go to heaven and live on earth like other human beings day by day. You call yourself Christians, but you act like Satan. Or you call yourself Christian, but you are behaving worse than the non-believers. No, we need to be holy like our God who is holy. We need to grow up in our character. Our attitudes must be transformed. Our way of talking must be transformed. Our character, our presentation, our way, the eye contacts, 
everything should be transformed to be more like Jesus Christ. Every believer should set that goal in his or her life. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. The Bible says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. What is the pattern of the world? Jealousy, lying, gossiping, attacking one another, fraction, division, greed, selfishness, all kinds of things in this world. You look around you. This happens everywhere. And even in the church too. I've seen messy things in the church because people are very carnal in the church. People are not mature. They are not taught. They just live like a normal human being. They are not maturing and growing in the Lord. But God said, we need to be transformed. Get out from the world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It starts from here. You need to make up your mind and allow God to change your thinking, your way of life. You put on the mind of Christ and think like Christ. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I know that this kind of teaching people don't like to hear. You like to hear, God bless me, God bless me, God help me. But this teaching is putting responsibility on you to grow up and to stop acting like a baby. We need to grow up spiritually. We need to set the goal to become more like Jesus Christ. Get rid of certain sin in your lives. Getting rid of certain bad habits and attitudes and motives from your life. And put on the motives of Jesus Christ. Put on the heart of God. Change your mind according to what the Bible says. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. When I read this scripture, I really understand what Paul wrote. Because I am in the same boat as Paul. Galatians 4.19 My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth. The Apostle Paul talked about the pain in his ministry. What kind of pain is that? Until Christ is formed in you. To be an evangelist, I believe, is easier than to be a pastor. To me, this is my comment. Because if I'm an evangelist, I come into the city and preach the gospel. People walk out to accept Christ and, oh, it's so good. I can count the number and put in the website. This trip, I have 500 people accept Christ. Bye-bye. I see you maybe in heaven. I'm gone to the next city. But for the pastor like me or like Apostle Paul, the apostle who traveled to visit churches, he faced pain. The pain of seeing God's people never want to grow up acting weird, having bad attitudes, and really living in sin and did not want to repent. He has the heart of God that he wants to see God's people, the good shepherd. He wants to see God's people stop sinning, stop doing wrong things, repenting of their sin, and grow up to become like Jesus Christ. I remember when I first moved to the U.S., I was so sad because I was at the Harborview Hospital and University of Washington. And when I was looking at the x-ray on the x-ray box, I heard the nurse and the doctors talk bad about churches and Christianity. I dare not argue with them. They talk about ministers who cheat money, ministers who committed adultery and went to jail, and all the messy things in the church. And I was so grieved inside me that the non-believers looked down upon the church 
and upon my God, because the representative of Jesus in that generation sinned against God and did not take on the nature of Christ and make a lot of non-believers stumble and look down upon Christianity. When I heard that, I did not argue because it was the truth that all these ministers went to jail and they cheated and they committed adultery and they really did not have the character of Christ in them. They may be very powerful, lay hand, people get healed, and they can perform signs and wonders. I tell you the truth. I'm more excited about character than power. Actually, I'm not excited about power that much because Satan has power too. I'm excited more about people who look humble, faithful, loving, people who are so good, have the heart of mercy toward the poor, Hard mercy toward the orphans. I really respect character more than power because anyone can have power from demons. But character, you cannot pretend. Character comes from the Lord. You cannot pretend. It comes from the inside of you. So when I heard that kind of comment, I promised God, Lord, that was in 19, I came here in 1985. That was about 1987. I said, God, I promise you, I'm going to grow up spiritually. I will not live a life that makes people stumble because of me. I'd rather lose some benefit instead of having people stumble, being stumbled by my bad character. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to lie to my patients. I'm not going to look for money and lie to my patient to get money for my patient bills. I want to be godly. I want to grow up I want to take on the nature of Jesus Christ because I don't want anyone to look down on my heavenly Father and on my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that when people look at my life, they will put thumb up toward my Lord Jesus. And they say, where is your church? I want to go to church with you. Why do you believe in Jesus? I want to know Jesus because your life reflects the holiness of God. That should be our goal for every believer. You know, one of the reasons I tell you, some non-believing relative or spouse or children walk away from God or even reject God because the believers act evil in the house. You may say, honey, come to church with me. Husband, come to church with me. You need to believe in Jesus. But on the other hand, you behave wickedly. You are not forgiving. You are not kind. You may lie. You may gossip about your pastor, whatever. And the unbelieving husband or the unbelieving children look at you and say, I don't want this stuff. They are hypocrites. They talk about God, but their life is not shining anything from heaven at all. Your life character will be the best witness to people. You should be giver. You should be generous. You should not be taker everywhere. Give me, give me, give me. And people look at you, wow, she's a Christian, but she's so selfish. She wants everything from everybody. We should be careful about our character. I know this is a strong teaching, but I need to. Somebody told me that a person doesn't want to come to this church because you're so strong. But I tell you, I don't want to give you just hors d'oeuvre because then you will not be healthy. I need to give you good food. I'm a doctor. I don't want to give just vitamin. I want to make sure that you are strong. 
and you will not be sick spiritually. Amen. Second Peter chapter one verse four. Through this, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Everyone say participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. God say that He want His people. I read all this scripture to show you again and again, more than two or three witnesses, that God wants us to take on the nature of Jesus Christ or the divine nature, and He gives us promises. We can look at the promises later on. That by His promise, His faithfulness, we can become like Jesus. The Bible says, "God give apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor." To train his people for the work of service and to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God give the gift like me to the church to train you, to teach you. I will not do my job if I don't train you and teach you to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It means that I just do the job for salary. No, my my responsibility is to help you. To participate in the divine nature, at the beginning in the early church, Christians were called followers or disciple of Jesus Christ. But later on, at Antioch, they were called first-time Christians, those who follow and look like Christ. Do you look like Christ? Ask yourself. Acts eleven twenty-six. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled in the church, or with the church, and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Do you call yourself Christians? Do you look like Christian, or you look like Satan? You look like people in the world, or you look like Christ? I hope you look like Christ, because you are growing up. The way you handle things. The way you treat your spouse, the way you treat your customer, you must look like Christ. Thank God. In our Christian walks, always two sides of the story. I always mention this again and again. Two sides of the story. Our side and his side. I'm going to talk about his side first. Our side quickly. We need to agree, and we need to set a goal. I remember when I first moved to the U.S. and joined University of Washington. I was 31 years old. I was not a young man, and the training to be a neurosurgeon, eight years. I have to go through being on call, lack of sleep, not enough sleep, all kind of problem, study, reading, going to many tests to be board certified neurosurgeon in America, so that I can have a good job to provide for my family. And to have money to do the mission for the church, eight years of suffering, I could not do it without setting the goal. I gonna get that diploma, American Board of Neurological Surgery. Eight years of training after four years of training in Thailand, twelve years. Why I bit the bullet and went through eight years of training because I set up in my heart. I gonna be a graduated neurosurgeon in America. In the same way, we will not go anywhere if we don't make a firm decision 
for our own life. I encourage you to make a firm decision from today on. I gonna grow up. I'm not gonna be the same way every year. The end of this year, I will be more like Christ than this time. I will be more like Jesus. That's my goal before I leave this world. How many people set that goal? You gonna be like Jesus? Okay, I hope you set that goal. Amen. You will not lose your salvation if you don't set up that goal. But you will not give glory to God. You will not have a lot of rewards in heaven. You just miss hell and go to heaven without rewards, and you will not give glory to God. If you want to give glory to God, you need to become more like Jesus. Everywhere you go, people look at you and say, "God is so good." I look at your life. I know God is good. Amen. On His side, so on our side, we repent. We want to change. We set up our goal. We make up our mind. I'm going to become like Jesus. On His side, He will help us as well. He will not let us do this alone. Look at John chapter one verse seventeen. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Let me explain to you this scripture. The Bible contains the laws of God. Don't do this, do this, do that. The Bible contains the principle and the law, the rules of God. It's the textbook for Christians to read, to study, to understand. But can I become like Jesus by just reading the Bible? I cannot. Why? Because I still have sinful nature. Two, I am weak. Three, I'm still influenced by the world. Four. Even though I try to follow the Bible, the problem is I don't know everything in the Bible. I know only part of the Bible. Even Apostle Paul say, "I know in part." We don't know everything. I'm still studying, learning. I'm growing every year to understand the law of God, and I cannot do everything in the Bible. I'm human being, so I cannot become like Jesus by just trying to follow the law. By myself, by my own strength, and I try to study the Bible and become more like Jesus by studying all day, all night, twenty-four hours a day, reading the Bible, reading the Bible. I cannot become like Jesus by just reading, knowing, studying the Bible all day, and I don't have to eat and sleep. I cannot. In the Old Testament time, God gave them the law so that they know what is right and what is wrong. But could they do it? No. They fail so many times in the Old Testament. So today, how God help us to become more like Jesus? The Bible say, "Grace and truth came through Jesus." We can become like Jesus by the grace of God. The grace of God, and in fact, when you study the Bible carefully, our God is the God of grace. Listen carefully. Our God is a gracious God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is the God of grace. Are the God of grace? In the Old Testament, God showed grace to His people. God led Abraham. God blessed Abraham. God gave grace to Sarah at old age to have a baby to be pregnant. God gave grace to Joseph. To be the prime minister in Egypt, God gave grace to David to kill Goliath and to become a king. 
God gave grace to all these people in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Isaiah, Elijah, Jehoshaphat, David, Joshua, Moses. If you study the Bible carefully in the Old Testament, did they deserve it? Did they deserve the help from God? No, but because they have faith. They received grace from God to be victorious and to be able to do what God called them to do. Then the Lord showed grace through His Son, Jesus Christ. We are all sinners by background. We did not deserve to go to heaven. But Jesus came into the world to take our sin, our curses and sickness from us by grace and give us righteousness so that we can be righteous in position before the eyes of God. Jesus is the demonstration of the grace of God because he took our sin he took our curses. He took bad things out of us. Not only that, Jesus is the demonstration of the grace of God because after he died on the cross, at that moment when he said, it is finished, the veil between the Holy of Holies and the holy place was torn from the top to the bottom. And who came out from the Holy of Holies? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came out from that moment on, every single believer who really born again has the spirit of grace inside them. Are you following me? Before Jesus died on the cross, the believers in the Old Testament did not have the Holy Spirit on the inside. Certain people have the Holy Spirit on them, king, prophet, priest, and some people, special people. The Holy Spirit was not inside the believer in the Old Testament. That's why they need the law. Because they did not have the Holy Spirit. They need to follow the law. Now, through the finished work at the cross, by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. So grace is not an abstract idea. Grace is not a ticket for us to sin and to do whatever we want. Grace is a person, Jehovah, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are grace to us. Now we are living in the New Testament time. The grace of God is demonstrated to us by the work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Everyone point to yourself. I have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit... Perform miracles, transformation in my life by His grace. How can we become like Jesus? Not by our intellectual ability, our Bible study, but by the Spirit of grace. Romans chapter 10 verse 4. Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. We receive Jesus by faith. And by faith, the righteousness of God came on us. That's why we don't call each other in the church anymore. All the believers, we don't call each other sinners anymore. We are not sinners. We are the saints. We are the righteous people by position. What passport I carry to Thailand? I carry American passport. I have the position of being American citizen. Do I look like Americans? Not yet. 
I don't have blonde hairs. I don't have a big nose. I still look Asian, but I have the position of being an American. In the same way, you may not look like Jesus yet. Some of you may be still short-tempered. Some of you may be still have bad attitude. You are not like Jesus, but by position, you are righteous. Amen. And because you are righteous, you have the hope to become like Jesus. Sinners have no way to become like Jesus because they have the sinful nature on the inside of them. Romans chapter 5, verse 20. The law was added so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. What does it mean here? It means this way. Why should we just burn the Bible and say we don't need the Bible? Should we? Because now we change by grace. We need the Holy Spirit. So it means we don't need the Bible. We can get rid of the Bible and we say no more need to study the Bible, to read the Bible, and to know the Bible because we are under grace. I heard somebody say like this. Some people who receive teaching about grace is a ticket to sin. Say this way. We have no law anymore today. You can do whatever you want. When I heard that, I was shocked. Like, oh, what kind of teaching is this? Listen carefully. We still need the law. Why? Because if we don't know the law, we will not know what is wrong, what is right. The law is to tell us the promises of God and what is right and what is wrong. And as we walk with God longer, are you following me? As we walk with God longer, the more we know the Bible, the more we study the Word, the more we find out, oops, I'm so imperfect. I need God's grace. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. When I first became a new believer in 1981, I did not know the Bible. I thought I'm a good man. I'm a good guy. Wow, Pastor Dow was so lucky to marry me. <laughs> wow, he is a neurosurgeon. He's get gold medal from the king of Thailand. He's so smart. I thought I was a very good man. But after I study the Bible, every year have gone by, I feel like, oh, 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 oh. Pastor Da, you need the grace of God to marry me. Oh. We know the law. The more law adds to our life, the more we know we need the grace of God. Because we cannot do everything according to the law. We are imperfect people. Is it clear? Do we need a Bible? Should we study the Bible? Why we study the Bible? To know what is right, what is wrong. To know the will of God. To know what we should not do. And to know what we should do. Actually, the Bible says sin is two things. Sin means commit evil thing. And sin also not committing the right thing. Also sin. So we need to know the law. But can we do the law by ourselves? No way, Jose. I cannot follow the law by myself. I need the grace of God. I need the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Today we are living in the time of grace. The Holy Spirit the Spirit of grace lives on the inside of us so that by His power, 
we can be like Jesus. It's like this. I mentioned about this so many times. The Holy Spirit is like a hand. We are like a glove. And when the hand put in the glove, the hand move, the glove move. So we are not living according to the law, but we live by the Spirit because the Spirit of grace lives inside and causes us to walk like Jesus. I remember when I first got saved, the Holy Spirit came on me. I used to like to watch like killing movie, like when people just cut the head off and who's so fun. Somebody cut somebody's head off. Oh, I like to watch the Chinese Kung Fu movie when I was a young boy. Oh, I love it to see the... But after I got saved, when I look at those movies, oh, I could not tolerate this. Why are you killing each other? Who worked on the inside of me to reject killing and torture like that? The Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Before I was born again, I remember that I was like another Thai man in Thailand. Thai, all the men in Thailand, many men in Thailand like to like flirt and be goofing around with women. So I look at it, well, it's normal. Men flirt around, goof around with women. But after the Holy Spirit came in me, oh, this Jackie, why you cheat your wife? Why you commit adultery? I feel inside me. I told Pastor that don't have to worry about me that I will commit adultery because I hate it. I hate adultery. I love to be faithful to my wife who is working in me to hate adultery and sexual immorality. Not me. My sinful nature is not that way. But the Holy Spirit worked in me to hate sin and to love righteousness. You see now, we need the Holy Spirit inside us. Romans chapter 11 verse 6 But if by grace, then it is no longer by works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. We need the grace of God, the power of the Holy Spirit to make us or to help us to do what Jesus did. I could not claim any glory in Thailand and in Cambodia. When demons come out from people, when people got healed from cancer, from blindness, and people got healed from whatever disease, I, the only thing I can say is by the grace of God. It's by the work and the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, not me. The grace, the Holy Spirit, give me ability to do what Jesus did. It's not myself. When I walk and lay hand on people in Thailand, I pray, Jesus came with me. Jesus, you pray with me. You lay hand on these people. It's not me. You are the one who healed them. You are the one who set them free, not passed the law by grace. And to be like Jesus, I can become a good husband, not because I'm a good man, but because of the grace of God. Let me show you the scripture, what I'm talking here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God who works In you. Who is God who works in you? The Holy Spirit. For it is God who works in you to will or to have a mindset, to have a desire. As I mentioned, when I see people flirt around, commit adultery, I feel inside me, yucky. 
who make that feeling inside me the will to hate that sin God who is inside me the Holy Spirit and to act according to His good purpose the Holy Spirit the Spirit of grace who is inside us is the one who empowers us to do what is right and to will what is right and to have the right motive and the right heart come to this point let me explain to you why I love the file of God why I love to lay hand and get people to be touched by the Holy Spirit let me explain to you quickly if I gonna write a check and give to you how many people want to have free money I write a check and you can put your name in actually the minister in Cambodia told me the one who invited me back to Cambodia she said that her husband very famous and her husband met a billionaire in America and this billionaire gave him this man who was in jail for 10 years gave him a check he opened the gift box some gift in there and it's a check blank check with signature and his name on he looked at it as a Cambodian pastor what does it mean here no number so he asked his friend uh, why didn't he write the number in there the pastor friend say it means you can put in anything you want talking about billionaire here and the pastor wrote only hundred thousand dollars he thought that he did not want to take too much now the wife looked back he should have written one million dollars <laughs> because one hundred thousand dollars compared to Cambodian money is a lot so he still think in the mindset of Cambodian money what you call Cambodian money Rio he should have written 10 million and that billionaire will not feel anything wow I hope when somebody will give me the blank check one day <laughs> one of this day okay if you have five thousand dollars you can do this much if you have twenty thousand you can do this much if you have one million dollars you can do more is that how many people agree okay is that right the more money you have the more you can do in your life if you have one thousand million can you do a lot oh yes okay this is my point everybody has the holy spirit on the inside if you just live day by day walk day by day with god go to church one sunday a week read the bible pray go to care group in order to move from here to be here to be like Jesus it may take five years move to here to there it may take another 10 years but if you have 10 million dollar level of the Holy Spirit you can move from here to here within one day from here to there within another three hours that is the point of the file of God the file of God is a thick, big hit of the Holy Spirit. It's like instead of getting the check of $5,000, you get the check of $1 million. That's why in the past 20 years, since I have been in revival, filled with the file of God, my spiritual growth has been accelerated. I grow so fast to become more and more like Jesus. I notice I have more power this year than last year. People get touched by God easily. I don't even have to lay hand. I just walk by. People get touched. Why? Because the file of God gives me $10 million each time. Big, big check. 
That's why I love revival. I love the fire of God. I don't want to drag my feet to become like Jesus another 30 years. Waste my time. I want to become like Jesus ASAP so I can do more for God, so I can be good witness. I can impact more people. I want to grow and change. That's why I love to lay hand and let the Holy Spirit touch people. I want to give you the check, $1 million check instead of $2 check. Most Christians are happy with only $2 check. And it takes them for a long time. Some people, some Christians even today, at the day they die, 50 years later, they never change. They stay the same. They're still immature. They're still baby. Their faith never grow. They never progress in their spiritual walk. Is it clear? Should we grow? Should we grow in character? Should we grow in power? Should we grow in love? Should we grow in faith? Should we grow in mercy? Should we grow in compassion, long-suffering, patience, goodness? Should we grow in wisdom like Jesus? Should we have the words of wisdom and word of knowledge like Jesus? Should we grow in our knowing the Father? Should we grow in the area of being sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Should we grow in the area of holiness and righteousness? Should we grow? Who is going to help us to grow? The Spirit of grace. Do you want the Spirit of Grace as $2 check or you want $1 million check? Should we have more Holy Spirit in the church? Should we allow Him to pour down and touch us more? Do you see the picture now? So don't miss the revival service. Let the Holy Spirit just knock you down. Burn. Perform plastic surgery on you. Amen? Amen? You know, when the Holy Spirit touches you, He's performing plastic surgery. Not on your body, but in your spirit, in your mind. He changed you. He burned. When I go on mission trip, I have to do water baptism a lot. So in many years ago, when I performed water baptism in Germany, this is in the river, very cold. So I grab people's nose like this, so that they will not have the water from the river to go in their nose. I grab their nose and in the name of Jesus, boom! Okay, you have a new life. I walk up on the ground. Pastor Da say, Honey, stop doing that. I say, What? Stop doing what? Don't grab people's nose. <laughs> Why? I say, Why? I, I don't understand. I try to protect them from aspiration or something into their nose because you can close your mouth and you cannot close your nose. The water can go in. She said, do you know that that lady has a false nose? I said, I don't know. You can pull that, that whatever in there, break it. Oh, okay, okay. I will not do that anymore. So since then, I stopped doing the nose. This is something the pastor should know nowadays. <laughs> Don't grab people's nose during water baptism, please. That lady may need more surgery. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, we need plastic surgery from God. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. I will continue next time. Today is the introduction. Next time, we're going to learn how the grace of God works in our life. Next time. And we're going to look at example in the Bible, the people who received the grace from God in the Bible. And we're going to learn how we should respond to the spirit of grace.
We're going to learn little by little in this series. This is a big series talking about spiritual maturity. God gave me the name of the series, Shining Excellent Character. We're going to radiate or reflect God's character in this generation to the people around us. So we need to grow up, and we can do it by the grace of God. The grace of God, in my definition, that I study the Bible, is not a ticket to sin. The grace of God, to my Bible study, it means the Spirit of God who lives in me and you to empower you and me to transform, to work in you, to will and to act according to God's purposes. The grace is given to you to change you to become more like Jesus. And every believer should set a goal. I'm going to be more like Jesus every single day. From here, from glory to glory to glory to glory. By the Spirit of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Amen? Let us close in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us very important truth in the Bible about Christ's character in, in us, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to call ourselves Christians. And we want to be like Christ. We want to be changed by the grace of God. Work in us, Lord. Change us from the inside. Not by law, but by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Lord, we love you so much. You sent your Son to die for us. And we love Jesus so much. He suffered for us. He shed the blood to save us. He received the whipping, the crowd of thorns, the spitting on his face. He was persecuted and tortured to give us super abundant and eternal life. Therefore, we want to love you back. And we understand, Lord, in order to show love to you is to preach the gospel to be the salt and the light of this world, to be good example in society, that when people around us look at us, they will glorify you, Lord, and they want to come to you by faith. Oh, Lord, we ask for the greater outpouring of the Spirit in America, in your local churches, that your people will not take 20 years to grow from one to two, but it will take one second to grow from 1 to 10, from 10 to 20, 20 to 30, to 50, by the power and the strong, tangible presence of the Holy Spirit, Lord. We don't want to be the same. We want to be changed by you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. Pray with me. Father in heaven, I give my life to you. You sent Jesus Christ to die for me. I receive Jesus into my heart right now. 
I repent of my sin, and I will serve you from today on. I'm born again, and I can call myself a Christian. Thank you, Lord, for loving me first. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of me. I receive you by faith, Lord Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.